So Money episode 588, Janelle Stevens, professional stunt woman and personal trainer. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnish Tarabi. Do you ever wonder what it's like to be a stunt person on the set of a TV show or movie? Well, we have a unique guest on the podcast today, professional stunt woman Janelle Stevens. She's performed on shows you may have watched, including Mysteries of Laura, Luke Cage, Quantico, Blind Spot, and one of my favorite shows, Orange is the New Black on Netflix. She's also been in several movies. She is also a personal trainer, and Janelle is the founder of her own fitness training company called Prowess PT. So I'm curious, how does one become a stunt person? How did Janelle enter the field? How does she balance the inconsistent paycheck of show business with the consistency of life's expenses and bills? And speaking of money, how much can you earn being a professional stunt person? Is jumping off cars and running through glass doors a lucrative career? Janelle's done it all, and she tells it all. Here we go. Here's Janelle Stevens. Janelle Stevens, welcome to So Money, professional stunt woman. I'm excited to (laughs) talk to you. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, uh, everybody who's listening, I have a, uh, a booker who helps me from time to time. Her name is Liz and she's fabulous. And she connected us you and I, Janelle, um, her, you know, Liz's, uh, goal is to get us some more guests on this show that, uh, I would never meet perhaps in life and or <laughs> people who are in the entertainment world. Sometimes we love hearing from, you know, people in showbiz because it's such a, sort of, seems like such a glamorous lifestyle, but, uh, they're just like us, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, and, and, and you, Janelle, you're a professional stunt woman. You've worked in a number of, uh, of shows from Mysteries of Laura to Quantico and of course Orange is the New Black, one of my favorite shows and tons nice. of movies. You're also an entrepreneur, so we'll talk about that. But first, Janelle, tell us a little bit about your performance world, like what you do as a professional stunt woman, how you got involved in that. And and okay. I watch Orange is the New Black, so tell me like what scenes my have I have seen you in. <laughs> okay. Well um in terms of getting into the business, I uh I worked with somebody, Heidi Schnappoff, who's actually uh, just finished the season being the stunt double for Jamie Alexander in Blind Spot. And I worked with her at Equinox when we were both trainers. And I knew she was a stunt woman then, but at the time, you know, I was still uh, ramping up at Equinox and all that. Uh, and then, you know, our, our lives went separate ways. And then she came into the martial arts school that I go to several years later. And I was like, wow, like, Heidi, how are you? What are you doing? And you know, she just, you know, said that she was, you know, completely into the stunt business. And I was like, wow, that would be really cool to do. I would love to do something like that. She goes, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And she's like, well, I think you'd be really good at it. Um, give me some information, you know, uh, a slight resume and a headshot and I'll, I'll pass it around. So, and I didn't think too much of it, even though I would have loved to have done it. Months later, she contacted me and she's like, are you still interested? Because I think I have a job for you. Uh, and that was, um, mysteries of Laura. And after that, you know, it was a, it was a really fun day. Um, 
the coordinator was pleasantly surprised at some of the stuff that I could do in terms of shooting a gun. In fact, uh, <laughs> and he, he basically, uh, I guess word got around and I started working and, um, timing wise, it just, I felt like I, I had trained for this job my entire life without even knowing about it. Because when they first started telling me to put a resume together, I was like, well, I don't have a resume. I don't, I don't do stunts. And they're like, no, put your skills together and all that. So when I was putting it together, I actually had to condense it a little bit, um, not realizing all the stuff that I had did uh, would prepare me for this job. What are some of the crazy things you've had to do? And I, I don't know if maybe your friend was taken aback that you wanted to participate because are, is there a lot of demand for people who want to be stunt women? Like, uh, you know, f- jumping out of buildings and jumping from car to car. I mean, how we that's what we see on TV. Yes. We, don't, we don't really know maybe there was some CGI involved, but what, (laughs) what is, uh, your day like? I mean, what are some of the crazy things you've had to do? Um, I haven't had to do anything like super crazy yet more in training because as it goes in the stunt business, um, the saying is if you're not working, you're training, um, because there's so many things that you can do on set and some people specialize in certain things. And then, you know, you can always say no to a job. Sometimes it's even preferred that you do say no, especially if you don't are not very uh, skilled in whatever stunt that they want you to do, because, you know, then you're going to make yourself look bad. And then the production, you know, won't get the shot that they want. Um, and, it, and it doesn't do, um, doesn't do very well for your reputation at all. So I've had to, um, for example, one episode in Blind Spot where I basically threw myself through a glass um display oh my god really what <laughs> yeah there's a way to do <laughs> that, that and not get fun. hurt <laughs> yes in fact um we had, we trained for it you know there was a lot of rehearsal time a lot of mats uh we set, set up a, a whole area which, because in the stunt business it can be very dangerous but we try to make it as safe as possible so especially the stunt coordinators um so you know we had a lot of reps of um setting up a mock set where there were pads and I would, you know, make sure that I was falling the right way so that when I did it on set, um, I did it as safe as possible. And there was a slight, um, padding on my fall, but it's basically like, make sure you close your eyes. So no glass gets in your eyes and it's, it's candy glass, but it is still sharp. So I did get, uh, cut a little bit, but it was actually pretty fun. (laughs) <laughs> and I only had to do it one time since all the repetitions and the practice right. that we did, <laughs> you, you know, they take. had, yeah, exactly. One and done. That's the best way to do it. I had three glasses to go through, but they got it in the first shot. So it was perfect. I was able to do it more than one time too. So, I mean, people see certain stunts like getting hit by a car, for example, but you can actually train for stuff like that. Wow. Would so, be nice yeah. life training. I'd like to know how to get hit by a car and actually not injure myself. Cause I live yeah. in New York city and let me tell you, I looked twice, several times before crossing the street <laughs> on my street, especially. What's the industry like in terms of longevity? I'm going to transition now to, you know, talking about your business and, and kind of the impetus for that. First, tell us a little bit about the likelihood of staying in, in stunt work for a long time. Does it have a an expiration date? Because it does really depend on your ability to stay fit and physical and able bodied to do these stunts. And I would imagine after a while it gets to wear on you. Yes, it does. But I mean, again, I'm new in the business. So um, I have a ways to go, even though I kind of started a little late. But I feel like as long as you are um, training and keeping yourself physically active, I've met 
wonderful stunt women that have been in the business over 20 years, you know, and, and you can do it, especially, uh, like I said, I'm new. So I'm assuming that once you get to a point, you can become a little bit more picky into the, in terms of the jobs that you pick. Um, so you don't have to do everything, but, um, I, you can definitely stay in this business for decades and even transition into being a stunt coordinator or a fight choreographer where you're not actually doing the stunts, but you're, you know, putting the fight scenes together and stuff like that. So there's definitely more than one way to stay in this business for a long time. Talk about prowess training and how prowess private training that is and how this idea came about. I mean, talk about wanting to always be fit for the stunt work. This is a great way to do it and be in control of your career. Definitely is. Like I said, it, it was like a perfect storm to, and the timing was just excellent in terms of me getting into the business. I worked for, uh, at Equinox for like five and a half years and then uh, wanted to venture out on my own. So I started my own personal training business and uh, was loving that. You know, I had originally come back to New York. Uh, I, I, after I graduated college, I stayed on to be an assistant coach for the basketball team that I played for. Um, and I just needed to get out of Buffalo and I wanted to work on the business side of sports. So I got my master's in sport administration, but uh, that didn't work out. And I realized quickly that I was not the type of person that could sit behind a desk for eight hours a day. Um, so I fell into personal training. That's when I started at Equinox. And then after that, I started my own business. Um, and then, well, I mean, that obviously helps for, you know, my physicality and, and keeping in shape, but also gives me, um, a steady income so that I can supplement it because originally when I came back to New York, I was trying to do uh, modeling and acting as well. And uh, I started doing that, but you know, had to cancel clients for very minimal income for an extra job one day. So that was very stressful. Uh, and then I just really fell in love with training. So I did that and I've, I've had my business for maybe four and a half years now. Um, so that's something that I'll always be there. My clients, you know, even when I go, I was away for four months just recently on a job and my clients are just like, well, we'll wait for you to come back. We're here when you, when you're ready yeah. to come train again. So that's also a blessing too, that I have some really, really loyal clients. Um, so that when I am in a, a low point with stunt work that I can fall back on that. Do you ever wonder about the life that could have been? I mean, I think so many people who pursue a career as actors and performers, there is a point, maybe several points they reach where they're like, I just don't know how much longer I can take this. You know, I haven't <laughs> eaten in six days because uh, <laughs> I haven't made any money, but there's always that potential to break through. And sometimes it's just a matter of time. It's just, you right. know failing enough, but, uh, but who knows it's a gamble. And so how did you make your bet? Like I said, when, when I was doing the acting and modeling that, that at the time was not the right timing for me. And I had to stop doing it because I wasn't making enough money to sustain life. Um, so, and at the time I was doing an office job, I was doing public relations. So I was trying to take my, my lunchtime to go on auditions and castings and stuff like that. And it just, was too stressful. I wasn't making enough money. So I left the corporate world to become a trainer because I ran into somebody that I had known years of, it's the same situation as how I got into stunts. I just ran into somebody that I had known for a while and he was, he was a trainer. So he coached me through what it would mean to be a trainer. And initially I took a, a pay cut to do it, but, um, 
I figured that that would be the the career for me to have the flexibility to do acting and modeling. But then I fell in love with training, so I stayed with that for a while. And in through training, I found a martial arts school, the one that I go to now. So I have since become uh, a very high level in martial arts that I'm doing. I'm, I've I do Muay Thai. Um, I've been New York State champion. I do Jeet Kune Do. I'm second degree black belt. And uh, I'm a purple belt in jujitsu. And I was at that level when my friend walked into the school. So it just the timing of everything just came together. Were you always super into fitness as a child, even growing up? Was this part of your lifestyle and always a goal to, to pursue this in some way? Yes, I, I've I've done sports ever since I was four years old in some way, shape, or form. My father always, um, uh, oh, you know, allowed me to go to, to try anything and everything that I wanted to do. So I played everything from baseball to basketball to, you know, I, I ended up playing cl- Division One collegiate basketball. So I, it's definitely been a part of me since I was very, very little and always active, always into sports, always doing fitness. So it just seemed to fit, um, th- you know, the fact that, you know, trying to do acting and modeling, it, it, it wasn't as fun for me as stunts is now because now I'm still in front of the camera, but now I'm doing more of the physical aspect of it. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's for me, it's a lot more fun than uh, reading lines and, and doing that. The puzzle pieces are all coming together, it seems like, right? <laughs> or everything happens for a reason. It's a, you know, looking back, of course, you only really realize that in hindsight, but it sounds like your life has really taken a very beautiful shape. What do you attribute that to? You said, you know, it's some of it is luck. You ran into people, but what is it about you that has allowed you to maintain really two careers going here? Yeah, I, I guess I just have a very strong mindset to, you know, finishing what I start, um, which is one of the reasons why I got back into martial arts, which brought me to stunt work. I mean, because my strong background in stunts is fighting. Um, and it, and just the perseverance to do it because I had to stop martial arts when I was in high school because of basketball, but I had promised myself that I would get back to it and I would get my black belt in something, not thinking it would take me into stunts. Just, I wanted to finish that and, and getting a black belt isn't finishing anything. It's really just the beginning, but, um, getting back into it. And I was just, you know, very determined to get back on the track that I had had to leave at a certain point. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm a very strong believer in hard work. And if you, if it, if it feels right to just pursue it, no matter what, no matter, you know, how many downfalls you face, you know, just get back up and, and, and continue to live out your goals. If it's right for you, if you feel that it's something that you want to pursue, then, then pursue it no matter what anybody says or, or how many failures you incur. I mean, that's, that's life. There's ups and downs and, you know, who knows, I, I may come up to a, a stint of where I'm not working at all, but I'm not going to stop doing what I love to do. You had talked earlier, though, about, you know, taking a hiatus from modeling and acting because it just wasn't really paying the bills. What would you say is your financial philosophy? Overall, Janelle, what would you say is your money mantra? Save. <laughs> That's one of my biggest things is to save. Save now or forever hold your... T- yeah. Can tuna. <laughs> Basically. That's all you're going to be eating. <laughs> yeah. Any, any jobs that I get, uh, where, you know, some money comes in, I, I definitely save. I have a financial planner 
I have an accountant and, and I'm very big on saving and also keeping track of my finances. I learned that through Equinox as well, that, you know, we would have to um, give our projections every month. And I, and I kept that in my own job, you know, so I have uh, Excel sheet after Excel sheet of, of just making sure that I write every dollar or cent that I spend every day, every month, so that I know where I'm tracking and, and how I'm doing every month. So if I have to make any changes, then I can do that. To be you, you have to be really disciplined. I mean, I started working out just this week after having a baby and trying to get back into the swing of things and I'm trying to get regimented about it, trying to keep motivated. You do this every day and you motivate others to stay regimented. How has that also shown up in your financial life? Hmm. I guess it's a testament to the person I am. Uh, and it's also quite as kept... Sometimes it's very hard for me. A lot of times it's very hard for me to get up and get to the gym. So I, I, I cheat that by saying, Hey, you know, another stunt person or another martial artist, Hey, are you working out today? You want to go over some stuff? And it's just, that's my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For lack of a better term, that's what, that's what gets me out of bed and, and gets me up and training every day, day in mm. and day out, because it could become, you know, monotonous, but I guess I, I, like I said, it was determination for me. And, and, uh, for me, because I don't work on salary, it's, um, it's so much more important for me to keep track of my finances and making sure that I'm staying on top of it because every day is different for me. I could have three or four clients. I could have no clients. I could have a stunt job. I could not. So it, it, it's something that's my livelihood. And it's very important for me because there's no regular check coming every week or every two weeks. So, do you feel like, uh, you know, in some ways your childhood prepared you for the type of career that you have in fitness and training? How did your childhood prepare you or not prepare you for your financial life? Today it definitely adult? prepared me. Uh, it's also my parents, too. My dad has always been a stickler for saving and making sure that you're set up for the future. And he was to the point to, to nauseam, you know, and and now I'm throwing his sayings back at him, uh, him and my mom. And, and they're like, Ooh. and they get frustrated. They're because, like, oh, you, you were know, listening. Like, oh, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's my parents too. And also, um, me as a child, my child definitely set me up for the career that I'm in now because I'm just, comp I was just in athletics being athletic, um, can save you a lot in this business. Um, just by being able to adapt to certain stunts or certain skills that you, you have to have. So, you know, my parents being on top of me in terms of my finances and stuff like that. And, you know, um, preparing myself because I got a, a basketball scholarship, uh, for college. So, you know, it was, they've always made me aware that, you know, my, my skills got me to the point where I have no, no debt. Basically I have no student loans because, you know, my athleticism as being, being a kid and then, you know, getting myself through college basically. You know, but I never took that for granted either because I was always aware of what that meant. And, you know, just because I didn't have to pay for school doesn't mean that, you know, I, I didn't have to organize my finances before, during and after. You know, I think it's great that you got a scholarship to college. Not all students who play sports and even play sports really well can make it to a college where they have their 
tuition paid for. Um, I think that's a misnomer sometimes. Like as you know, I was reading an article about this, and I wonder if you've experienced this too with friends in school that they went very far in high school with swimming or basketball or soccer or whatever it was, but playing at the college level is a much different caliber. And there is this expectation that as long as my kid is doing, you know, getting all the awards, getting all the trophies in high school, that that's going to prepare him or her for a college scholarship. The sports college scholarship is sometimes not as real as we think it is. It is and it's not. Um, You definitely have to have the mindset for it because, you know, playing in college is any sport is like you said, a huge next step from high school. It doesn't even compare. I would be in tears my freshman year. My my coach, my freshman year in college basically told me because there was a coaching change right after I got recruited. But he was like, you're not division one material. Like, what are you doing here? You know, and I had to fight through the the, the mental fortitude to get through college sports sometimes is astronomical. And you just have to have that mindset and know that it's not going to be easy. People would look at us, you know, on the team and say, oh, you get all this stuff for free. You know, you, you get all this stuff. And it's like, you don't understand, they don't understand the sweat, blood and tears that have to go into the court, uh, into our studies, because, you know, you have to keep up a certain GPA to stay on the team, which was, you know, something that I, I was always aware of, um, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to play basketball my entire life. So I had to make sure that I had the education to fall back on to get a a job afterwards. But it's a very, very big mental challenge as well as physical. And then again, with the physical, you know, I had a, my brother had the skills and and talent to play at at a school as well to get an athletic scholarship. And my parents pushed him towards that. But he didn't want to do it in this, in his heart of hearts. He didn't want to do it. And I, and I had to tell my parents, you know, if he doesn't want to do this, he's not going to make it in collegiate sports. It, it take you have to really want it and, and you have to really work hard for it. Yeah. Where did you go to school? Uh, Canisius college in Buffalo, New York. Oh yeah. Buffalo, New York. How'd you like, yeah. are you from that area? No, I'm from here. I was born in Manhattan, raised on Long Island. No way. It was okay. cold up kid. there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like a whole other state. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. Every time I was up there, I was like, I'm going back home to New York. They're like, you're in New York. I was like, no, I'm not. This is not New York. So perhaps <laughs> not as scary, you know, becoming coming to New York, trying to pursue the whole showbiz thing as a New Yorker. There's some familiarity to at least where you're from. So it wasn't so jarring as it could have been for someone from like the Midwest coming to New York for the first time. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Trying to get on Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell me about a so money moment, you know, a time in your life that you felt that your financial wisdom and skills really paid off. Well, I think I'm going through it now recently. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in the process of buying a co-op right now. So Oh my gosh. Tell me how that's going. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I just, I, it's uncharted territory for me. Um, so, you know, all my savings, all my diligence in, in terms of my financials and all that, I think is paying off because, you know, I, I make my, my accountant's life very easy every year. And then, you know, in making this decision, I had to, I was, I, I went to him, I went to my financial advisor uh, speaking to my broker, like just asking the right questions, going to my bank, 
Um, you know, I'm not just rushing in here, um, without, you know, information. I'm trying to make a very calculated risk, but informed decision at the same time. So this is one of the biggest moments for me, uh, financially. And I think everything that I've done so far has helped me get to this point. Is there a reason you're going co-op instead of condo? Most apartments in New York are co-ops. Yeah. But then you have to have a a larger down payment usually. That's I, I, that was my experience. I went to see a co-op when I was first apartment shopping in New York. I I saw a co-op that was like, I thought this price can't be real. And then I saw it and I was so sold. I was like, I wanted it right then and there. And the woman, I talked to her about, you know, financing and she's like, financing. Oh no, this building is cash only. Oh, (laughs) wow. Oh, well, then I will see you never. (laughs) This meeting (laughs) is over. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically, like I said, my savings has got me to the point where I guess it's what, 20% down. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty grateful and fortunate that I can, I can do that at this point. That's so exciting. Um, I love catching people as they're about to embark on that. Um, there's so many, your sounds like you're really doing the right thing, taking all the right steps, calculated risk. Good for you. Take your time. That's, you know, this is why people you should wait to buy and not people are so sometimes so, um, impatient with wanting to become homeowners that they're willing to put less down. They're going to buy a house that needs all this improvement. And that's going to be a headache and tie up for a long time. So mm-hmm. it's worth it to wait, get your ducks in a row like Janelle and, <laughs> you know, be ready yeah, to strike definitely. when the moment's right. I was going, when I was making transition from Equinox to being my own, uh, boss, basically, that was extremely stressful too. And you, you mentioned getting all your ducks in a row and everybody was like, well, why don't you leave Equinox sooner? You know, you can be on your own. But I definitely waited at least a year or two to make sure that I had the right savings to have all my ducks in a row. And, and like, again, at the time, make a calculated risk because I was going out there and jumping out without any safety net. And I needed to make sure that, you know... I was protecting myself in a way. So smart. How about failure? What's something that you're not that proud of? A financial boo-boo. Oh man. In the beginning, (laughs) when I got my, when I first incorporated my business, I didn't realize um, the power of an accountant. And after incorporating, when I got hit with the first, uh, first was a year or, whatever it was, I don't know if it was quarter or a year, uh, where I had to pay taxes and I had to pay several thousand dollars I didn't have. And it brought me to tears. And after that is when I got very educated on what a financial advisor, a, an accountant and everybody can do for you. And, you know, at the time my, my parents had to help me and that crushed me even more because I'm a very independent person having to ask my parents for money as an adult who just started the business. How did that go? How were they? What was their reaction? Oh, they were completely supportive. And, you know, my parents have been, I've been blessed with very, very, very supportive, loving, caring parents. And any adventure or or anything that I I do uh, that's big, like this condo, this co-op, you know, sales or, or buying anything or starting a new business, they're always there behind me. And like, you know, Worst case scenario, if you completely fall on your face, you know, you always have a home to go to. So they've been very supportive, you know, so, you know, but because of that, it's also me wanting to be like, okay, but I need to do this on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, because 
you know, I, I'm a very independent person, but they, you know, they felt for me, they, you know, they were sad with me, but they helped me out too. So, and, but I was a type of person like, I will pay back every cent that you're bar- letting me borrow right now. You know, so in some ways that makes parents want to be more there for their kids. When you as a child, as an adult child exhibit independence and a determination to make it out on your own, it is, I find that it makes parents so proud of you. And as a result, less disappointed when you really do need their help because it's obviously a really tough time at that point. It's not just like you're going to them like the bank of mom, dad, like an ATM, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it, it, it definitely makes a difference for sure. They are. They always say how proud of me and my brother, you know, that they are. And it does make them want to help even more. So what's the, what, do you, are you a planner? Like, I want to know where you're seeing yourself in the next few years. Um, obviously a homeowner living in your nice <laughs> yeah. co-op. Um <laughs> But are there any other buckets that you want to, uh, you know, fill in the next few years as you've now experienced a kind of a, a very diverse background from playing college basketball to performing, stunt work, running your own business, training? Um, what's what lies ahead? Uh, well, because I'm so new in the stunt business, I'm just really focused on um making myself better for that. There are so many more skills that I'm, I'm starting to train for that I had, you know, like for example, a lot of people come into the stunt business with so many different backgrounds, gymnastics or fighting or, uh, fire burns or driving, you know? So everybody, I haven't met anybody yet that knows everything very well. So I'm looking to maybe get my, and I was petrified of motorcycles before, but so maybe getting be my motorcycle knows everything really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'm know it's gal. impossible, but I'm, tra- I'm trying to train for it. Like I had no gymnastics background. You know, when I, if I could have said to myself when I was younger, do not give up on gymnastics, I would have, I would do that in a heartbeat because it's, you know, I just, and, and not just because I want to do the flips, but because I do, but in terms of it's also lucrative. aerial awareness, if I have to, <laughs> fall or throw myself through something, you know, it just helps. So I'm, I'm working on that. And just, I just really want to train for the things that, that are, that are lacking in my toolbox for stunts and just become a better stunt person. Because for me, uh, where I am right now, I'd love to get some more shows or movies under my belt so that, you know, financially, uh, residuals will help me if I want to start oh, a family right. or something like that, you know? So, so uh, nosy for a woman, question. it's a harder. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a nosy question. Is it a lucrative career path? If you go full stunt work and you become that go-to woman who can do it all? It can be very lucrative. It can be very lucrative. And, and again, you get it, you, you get out what you put in. So if you're training your butt off and, and then again, it also has to do with, you know, the look that they're looking for, what they need at the time. And, um, so it, it can definitely be very lucrative. It can be very frustrating at times too. And there'll be down moments and stuff, but if you put yourselves in the right market, you meet the right people, you network, you train. Um, if you go after it, it could definitely be worth every, you know, blood, sweat and tear that, yeah. you know, that you, you put into it. So if you find an actor or an actress that's doing, say, a trilogy, and there's a lot of stunt work, you could move with that film. You can basically become that person's go to stunt person. Or- definitely. Uh-huh. They can definitely do that. Yep. And bring you on to every show that they're on. All right. Well, I- I'm. 
people. I'm going to let you go so you can start networking. Because that sounds great. That's like taking your stylist on or your makeup artist on, you know, if you're like Beyonce, that's a, Hmm? it's a nice gig. Yeah. Janelle, thank you so much. This is a really, this has been really fun to get to learn a little bit more about the stunt work life. Wishing you all, you know, all success with the business, the co-op and um, becoming uh, the go-to stunt woman. (laughs) <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Thank who you. would you want to be like an S, the stunt woman for? Like, is there an actress out there that I'm trying to think like someone who it, looks yeah, like you, actually, who does a lot of stunts? Before I started this business, I mean, oh, it'd be really cool to be a stunt person for, you know, Zoe Saldana or Halle Berry, you know, so those two, especially. Well, they got to take on some of these films. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. When I saw Colombiana, that was one of the the, the movies. I was like, "Wow, it'd be really cool to to be your stunt double." But you know, we'll see. A girl can dream. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> Janelle, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was really it was a pleasure to be on the on the podcast with you. Thanks so much to my guest, Janelle Stevens. Her website is prowesspt.com and she's also on the Twitter at prowesspt. All this and more back at somoneypodcast.com where you can download the audio, the transcript, and leave me a note, a question for the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh. Just click on Ask Farnoosh. You can leave a voicemail, type in your question. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for stopping by and I hope your day is so money. So money. 